Hello and welcome to the show where I share with you what I'm learning about writing. My name is Pilar Orti and you can find out all about me over at PilarWrites.com. I'm not a professional writer, but I do love reading and I really enjoy writing. I imagine you do too. So come and step with me into the word maze. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Word Maze. My name is Pilar Orti and today it's Saturday while I'm recording this, which is great because it means I'm a day early. Last week I was a day late. This week I'm a day early. And the reason for that is that last Monday I started the week not feeling like I had rested over the weekend because I had been getting some stuff together for the new editor and then uh, this podcast was on my mind also. I really like doing it and it really helps me to reflect on my process. So I decided I need to take Sundays completely off. I don't have a family. I don't have children. I have a husband, but my husband's also very happily just staying indoors all Sunday, doing nothing. And I think that that is sometimes good and sometimes bad because we don't have any commitments Anything can go. And actually, I think this Sunday, tomorrow, I'm going to just read. And if I want to do something else, great. But uh, if not, and clean the house. <laughs> clean the house because it really needs it, especially the kitchen. Let's face it. So, yeah, our, our hygiene might start suffering. And I'm joking, of course. But, you know, these things happen. So, Haha, <laughs> funnily enough, I had to stop the recording because my husband was calling through uh, to see what we're doing tonight. Yay, <laughs> I think we're going to leave the house. So anyway, today I wanted just to catch you up on the story because I had, had an idea and I want to share it with you. And it's interesting, the, the process of how I got to that idea, I thought was very interesting, of course. And just to share something else that I've started doing, which maybe is of use to you. So... Yeah, I'll just go ahead. The other day I was listening to How Do You Write, which is a podcast by Rachel Heron, and I recommend it. I thoroughly recommend it. It's about half an hour. She gives some updates and then talks to another writer, mainly about their process. It's really easy to listen to, so please do come back here. My, my episodes are very short, uh, but it's really... It's very interesting, and the guests are great. I started also listening to another podcast, and just the guests weren't as articulate and as easy to listen to. I have to say, I am a, a podcaster. I've got a couple of other podcasts and sometimes I do edit my guests because they become difficult to listen to. So it's my job to make it easy for you, the listener. When it's just me rambling, I think it's a little bit more forgiving. <laughs> but if it's if it's a guest and it's getting difficult to to listen to, I think it's good just to edit. But anyway, how do you write? I'll stick the name in the show notes. And I've heard before about journaling. So getting up and doing some just few pages of writing, whatever is on your mind. I've never done it because, as I think I've said here before, I don't just write for myself. <laughs> um, so I like to write for a purpose. And just doing that journaling for me didn't work. For some people, it's a really good way of getting stuff out there. For me, the podcast maybe plays a similar role. 
But on this episode, which I can't remember which one it was, sorry, and I can't figure it out from the show notes. But in this episode, there was someone who was saying that she also did a writing journal. And what that is, is writing, just free form writing, just for yourself about the story, about what you've written or about what you're going to write. And I thought that sounds interesting for two reasons. One, it'll be very good to reflect on my process. It will be very good to write down everything that's on my mind, all the ideas, because you never know when they're going to come in handy, but also maybe for a book and also for this podcast. So what I've got today is, um, yeah, I, I thought I'd share a little bit the journal, which I actually, and I'll just tell you, write it on my Remarkable because I just, and especially something like this, I much prefer to do it by hand. And then I will tell you about that little bit of story development. So, okay, so this morning, uh, so it's Saturday. So Saturday morning, I usually go to a co-working space to work on something that's not my day-to-day company or my day-to-day job. So um, the heading for this, <laughs> I actually started in the at home writing because I really needed to do it. So I wrote, what is missing from the story? A subplot with another character or with herself. So again, is it, I I know I need something else going on, but I'm not sure who's involved. Would it be too much to also have her trying to figure out what happened to the sister of Steve? Steve is a neighbor. And what's happened, (laughs) what happens is that she goes to her neighbor's house and tells him her whole story. And he has a picture of himself and a woman on his fridge. And it's the only picture in his house. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with that. I thought that could be interesting. So, um, yeah, would it be too much to, as well as solving her own mystery that she's solving, which is the main plot, it's going to be too much to have her also try and solve this other one. Can she drop hints, ask questions, or is that just one more mystery? should say a mystery too many but anyway maybe her story affects Steve so next after she's told him and she's back in her flat and she's feeling much better the next chapter we go to Steve's point of view and I'm quite keen to work on the different points of view Uh, I spoke about this in last chapter uh, last episode or maybe even the one before so I'm keen to experiment with this so I'm going with this one so After she's left his house and all we know is that she's seen this photograph, we go to his point of view and his head goes back to the disappearance of his sister. And that's how we find out who the person is. What I'm not sure of is how to weave this into the plot so that Paula has some involvement. But is this necessary? So these are going to be questions that I ask uh, my mentor, my writing editor, mentor person. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's where we need to come back to when she returns from Madrid. Because at the moment, something happens in London. She needs to go back to Madrid to find closure. And I don't really have much that's happening when she comes back. And I really think there's something missing there. So maybe it's got to do with this subplot. Then I have this other question. What about Anna? Is she necessary to the plot? I've talked about this before. In my mind, she represents her recent past, so the main characters, Paula's recent past, and so it adds to our understanding of Paula, but does she need to be something else as well? I quite I quite like having her there, but is that enough? So again, it's one of these things, I really like her and I really like having her, but uh, is it of interest to anyone else? <laughs> so this is when 
I usually I write for myself, but I'm also training myself to think of the reader a lot more because I'm much the other way. Then what about Miguel, who is she's the one that's the person that triggers off the whole hero's journey? Do we come back to him? Is the chemistry gone? She thinks the main character thinks she's got some attraction with him. What it is is that he reminds her of someone she saw a long time ago. So is the chemistry gone once the mystery is solved? Does she tell him about what happened? Maybe he does have a dark secret. Maybe he did commit a crime or is it all just a bit too much? So still don't know what to do with that, but it's now written down. I've now looked through some other notes I had. Ah, because then I went back to some notes I made that I thought, oh, I need to run this via the editor or at least have thought about it. I looked through the notes and I saw an interesting proposition. What if the love affair goes deeper? Uh, so at the beginning, at, at the moment, as I've got the story now, it's just a bit of flirtation. They go out on one date. But in the previous, in the very, very, very first draft I had, it actually was a bit longer. They then met in Madrid and had a few drinks. So it was meatier as, as an affair. So what if the love affair goes deeper? And he's not the killer. But then she has to break it off after realizing that she thought him capable of murder. So, oh, I say that would certainly add an element of poignancy and another level to the story. So in my notes, I suggested this could be the reason for the whole book being a letter. At some point, obviously, I thought I wanted to write everything in first first person. But I think that could only work if it was written in first person. And I'm quite enjoying third, but something to think about. So all of that. Um, okay. And then the only thing is something around Steve. I've got something here that's a bit boring. Um, maybe we find out about the sister's disappearance at the same time as Paula. So we are there with the character, as, with the main character as she discovers this subplot. Or she would be ahead of her so that she can put her foot in it. It goes up to be quite interesting if we know we know what's going on and Steve does something and she just gets it completely wrong. And uh. <laughs> So that could be interesting also. Um, and I think that's it. So that is, that is where I am with uh, Steve's story. And I think, I think I will tell you about it. Now I'm going to tell you now, this is going to be a slightly longer episode. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll leave the other thing for the next episode. So I was thinking, oh, what, what's happened to, to Steve's sister? And my husband said, oh, maybe she disappears. I thought, okay, how could she disappear? And I thought, oh, Okay, maybe, you know, sometimes you hear that when people get lost in bazaars in places like Morocco and then they disappear and then there's the white slavery. And I thought, okay, maybe I could do something like that. My problem is that I've never been into in Africa or in Asia. I'm a very European, Western European lady. So I thought, okay, yeah, but is that... And then I thought, oh, what about skiing? What about if they're actually in the mountains? I first thought in the mountains and then I thought skiing. Maybe something happens and she goes, she has to ski on her own. So I, so I googled uh, skiers, uh, skiers disappear or disappearing of skiers. And I want to tell you about this because it's quite interesting. Um, and yeah, people do disappear, especially in the Alps. <laughs> this is something that I uh, I found out. So... 
Yeah, and and this has actually this this is actually something that I've come um, I've come up with by by writing by long form writing. So I started saying he went traveling to Thailand, maybe with his sister or maybe Morocco. I could speak to my mother about this or to David, my mother and uh, my friend David. They travel a lot, so I could if I wanted to go down that route, I need to speak to them. Uh, and at one point, she disappears. It could be that she disappears in a market. I think there's a film with that plot, or maybe he gets really ill after eating spoiled food and needs to stay behind, and that's why she she wanders off. She's really stubborn, and so she goes off to the mountains on her own. So that's the first thing where the mountains came in. The weather changes, and she never comes back. They can't risk going to rescue her because it's bad weather. And then maybe it's a skiing holiday, so I could talk to Sue about it. My friend Sue is skiing right now, and I used to ski. I haven't skied for ages. And then, so I carry, on, I carry on writing. I'm now reading. I quite like the skiing idea, but they say you should always go in threes. I remember when I used to ski, I, especially when I went uh, with the school for a school trip, they said always ski in threes because if something happens to one of you, one another one, sorry, something happens to one of you, one of the other two can go down and get help or up, whatever, and the other person can stay with the person who's hurt themselves. So this has really stayed with me. So yes, yeah, so I said uh, they should have gone in threes. So maybe they were supposed to go with Samantha. That's now the name of the sister, Samantha's boyfriend. But he went off with her best friend, and that's why they've ended up just brother and sister. They decide to go anyway, only using the pistes that are popular. So only going down places where if something happens, someone else is bound to come along. And that is why she goes off on her own. She uh, She's not well, she's angry with the world, and now is angry with Steve for eating too much. So basically, Steve, who is the neighbor, the brother, he has... he has really bad tummy ache, can't go up to the mountains to ski. She goes on her own and never comes back. So I did some Google. I found someone who disappeared in the French Alps in January, then was found in May. Um, uh, yeah, so I've actually written this down. So I did a bit of research to see how plausible the story would be. And unfortunately, found that it would be possible for someone to go missing while skiing one of the stories as, uh, reports finding the body of a man who'd gone missing after more than 50 years when a glacier melted. So, yeah, I think this could work. Another tragic story tells of a body found frozen. And also in the Alps, a woman was found after three months, half a mile away from the ski resort. So police hadn't looked that far away. Um, yeah, the sudden snowstorms can cover the body easily. Uh, the French ski resort where one of them was found is Tignes in the Alps and due to an avalanche and stormy weather. So I've already got quite a lot of things. And then I've written, as a mood lifter, there was a story of a skier missing in New York who turned up in Sacramento, California after six days. That's a really interesting story. He couldn't remember how. Um, the And then there's another one of a body found in deep snow He'd gone up to the to the mountain with his girlfriend and then decided to go through the trees while she had continued going down the run. So it and then I write, it's interesting where this has ended. It seemed easier to think of something dramatic, far away, but I quite like the sister disappearing somewhere that's quite close by and leaves Steve with a little bit of feeling of guilt. Of course, he thinks, well, if I hadn't 
maybe drank too much or eaten the wrong things. Maybe I would have gone with her, etc. I just thought, hey, give him a dream, but he hasn't pushed that tragedy away. Oh, this is about him also having a dream like the main character. No, we're not going to do that. A nightmare. I now need to think of how that event changed him and whether he withdraws from people or tries to help them as soon as he can because he feels guilty or if there's just a sadness in his eyes that never quite goes away. Because all of this is very well, this story, but the important thing is what does my protagonist, Paula, see that reflects that he's gone through this? She might not know exactly what it is, but there has to be some residue of this. So I think I need to think about that as well. So I went to the workery and I wrote 1600 words. So I've got now the story of uh, how they decide that the, that uh, Steve and his uh, sister and her boyfriend at the time, how they decide they're going to go skiing, how then he has an affair with... Um, in the end, I didn't put it's her best friend. It's someone she works with. So I've got all that now. Now I need to see how I drip it in alongside the main plot and how much the main character is involved in understanding and how far ahead or with the character we are as readers. So I think I'm going to leave it now because it's slightly longer than usual and I've got, and which is great because then I've got stuff that I want to talk to you about in the next episode. Hopefully I will go a little bit into it as in as in as a writer because it's some stuff I've picked up but I haven't experimented with so that's better I'll experiment with it and then I'll tell you how it went so meanwhile remember if you want to say hello my website is pilarwrites.com p-i-l-a-r-w-r-i-t-e-s.com pilarwrites if you want to find out more about some of my life I have a book called hi I'm here for a recording the ordinary life of a voiceover artist. And if you're interested in how the world of work is changing, I have another show called 21st Century Work Life, which you are very welcome to listen to. For now, have a great time and thank you very much for listening. Thank you for spending time with me. This has been Word Maze brought to you by your host, me, Pilar Orti. Whatever you're reading, whatever you're writing, enjoy. Enjoy.